This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Hot Off the Mess. I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and happy day after Trump's mugshot day. Guys, this feels good. You know, Samantha Jones appearance on and just like that Trump's mugshot we got Selena and Miley putting out new bops like things are happening in the culture that I'm really really excited about very happy about um I have been laughing for the last I don't know when did his mugshot come out yesterday at like eight or something I've been laughing ever since because I get the mugshot I post it on my Instagram now guys I've never been someone who's like kept my political beliefs to myself. I've never been someone who is like, I'm only here to talk about pop culture. I'm not going to comment on, you know, what's going on. Now, of course, there are certain topics that I like don't discuss in full detail because I don't think like anyone needs like my real I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think people need my like takes on Ukraine and et cetera, because it's like, you know, I also just feel weird about that in general when people like beg not calling myself a celebrity. Let me make this clear. But when people like beg celebrities to talk about like um, what's going on in like Syria, I'm like, I don't I don't want someone's take on that. I want like an expert's opinion. Like I want like an actual like news correspondent's opinion. Um, but anyway, I've never, ever been shy to talk about anything political on my, on my Instagram. Guys, the response that I've gotten now, I'm someone that I don't give a fuck about follower count. I really don't care. I've been posting the same shit since 2018 every single day, every week. I, I, I've been the same. Like I've been nothing but consistent. Okay. So it's just kind of funny, you know, how many people I lost due to the smoke shot. I had to look because I, you know, I started the day and I, I know, guys, I'm not going to be obnoxious. I don't know the exact number, but I do know that I had a significant, I had 212,000 followers, okay? I now have 200, no, now I have 211,000, which is great. Like, whatever, I don't care. It went down, but it's just funny, like, how many people commented and, like, let me know that they were unfollowing me and, like, (laughs) like, telling me to, like, stick to Bravo. I'm like, if you guys think I'm not going to talk about the former president of the United States and his fucking mugshot, get fucked. Get real. I can't even believe that people would think I wouldn't talk about that. It's so insane. Um, uh, yeah, it's just so funny. People are like, I come to you for Bravo takes and not this. I'm like, well, I am an American. I do live in this country. And the former president was just arrested and arraigned in Fulton County, Georgia, and literally has a mugshot. Like, please be serious right now. And you think I'm not going to talk about it? 
Oh, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to pull Lisa and be like, I'm going to talk about it. Also, just like go follow someone else. You know, go follow people that don't talk about this shit or don't give a fuck. I care. Um, Whatever. I just had to say that. It was so fucking funny to me. Like how many people were like, you know, you know, um, just commenting and being like, unfollowed like is Biden gonna get his mugshot next I'm like what are you fucking talking about what the fuck are you talking about for real enjoy the mugshot and move the fuck on be serious (sighs) anyway that mugshot delivered in a way that I can't even explain I said like a few days ago I was like this mugshot's gonna heal something in me and it has you know I'm not fully healed but something has changed within me and something is not the same. And I'm happy about it um, because it, it just delivered, you know, and the fact this man disclosed his weight. So he wasn't, you know, weighed or anything by a doctor. He said how much he, how tall he was and how much he weighed. And he said he's six foot three and 215 pounds. Now, this man is a liar, a known liar about many things. This is such a funny lie, and it's such a fucking lie like a man would lie about. I I mean, don't get me wrong. When I go to the doctor's office and they ask to weigh me, I simply look at them and go, not today. And I just tell them how much I weigh roughly. Like when my ankle, when I was at the ER and the nurse asked me how much I weighed, I literally looked at Danny and I was like, then looked at her and I, I do lie. So maybe I'm no better. I didn't lie too much. I wasn't like, I wasn't 60 pounds off like he was. Okay. Because there's this Twitter thread online. I can't remember the name of the the Twitter person. Um, The tweeter, the Xer, I don't know what we're calling them anymore, but they tweeted like, a list of um, people who are 6'3 and 215 pounds and what they look like. Guys, it was like Aaron Rodgers. It was like athletes. And then you see the sack of potatoes in his mugshot. I couldn't believe. Also, he disclosed that he was blonde slash strawberry blonde. Guys. Just sit there for a second. Let's all close our eyes and let's just imagine a world (laughs) that this man ran our country and he's in a jail and he is saying, I'm strawberry blonde. It's just too good. It's just too fucking good. I can't even make this shit up anymore. It's so good. Um, Wow. So I had to talk about that. Then um, an account called Sir Rules, they do like all Vanderpump uh, posts, tweeted today that they said Ariana Ariana Maddox confirms that she has not filmed or forgiven Sandoval and they aren't cool despite what it looks like in photos. They might be in the same room or event, but they do not interact. And what I have to say to that is, wow, what a thrilling season we're going to have. Listen, listen. I understand what he did was bad. I understand that he's a monster. But he's also someone that you still are choosing to live with. Um, And you're also choosing to be on a show with this person. Interact. Just say fuck it. And just be like, sure. 
why the fuck not? I, I just don't get it. Like, why are you on the show then? Like, I'm sorry. I know that that's a hot take. Maybe I know people stand Ariana and like think she can do no wrong. But like I saw this um, and I talked about it, I believe, the last podcast about how she commented back to someone saying that like she can't move because she has like an elderly cat and a dog and like she doesn't want to cause trauma. Guys, are you fucking serious? And people believe this. People. I'm angry. People believe this shit. I have a dog and I have a cat. And let me tell you, Barb has Barb has lived with me. She's lived with my mom. Um, and then she lived with me again. And guys, she's totally fine. She's not traumatized. Everything is okay. Um, it has to be like something bigger than that. Why they're still living together. I don't know how you can live with someone and film with them and say you're not interacting with them. That is fucking absurd. Like, I don't need you on the show then. I'm sorry. And this might be another hot take. I'm really on fire. Um, she's not the star of Vanderpump Rules and never has been. And that's just something everyone needs to sit with. You know, she's not, sorry, she's not a Kristen. She's not a Stassi. She's not a Lala. She's not a Sheena. You know, she's always been kind of the, the normal girl, the girl that you're like, yeah, like she's too fucking normal to be on the show. Get her off. Like I need more, I need unhinged individuals. That is what I need. Then I saw something today. That Lala said that she wishes Raquel didn't quit the show. She thinks it's a travesty. Well, sweetie, you guys did call her subhuman and like literally publicly bully her to your millions of followers. Like what the fuck was she supposed to do? I'm sorry. Now, since time has passed, since the Bethany and Raquel interviews have come out, I've had time to process. I've had time to think. I think Bethany took advantage of this girl. I think Raquel is easily swayable. I think Raquel is easily manipulated. She's in a vulnerable situation. I don't understand why she deleted her apology off of her Instagram. I don't understand why she's starting a podcast. Um, Not everybody needs one. And speaking hasn't really been exactly like her strongest... um, personality trait. So I'm just a little confused. Um, And Bethany is just really pissing me off. I'm on this podcast lighting it the fuck up. I don't know what has happened. The tides have turned. I don't know what's going on, but I'm just angry now because I'm thinking about Bethany and how she's been doing the most online. She's like millions of downloads. She made this much out of that podcast. Okay, then pay Raquel. Aren't you all about that right now? Aren't you all about paying talent and like not taking advantage of people and not manipulating them? And my thing with Bethany, and I've said this before, is I'm going to use her own quote against her, is you can't play smart and stupid at the same time. And what I don't understand is how you can tell everyone that you're the smartest housewife that's ever lived. The Bethany Clause exists because of you. You were the richest housewife. You were the most successful. You did this. You did that. But then also be like, they manipulated me. Like, which is it, bitch? Which is it? What is which, which lane are we picking today? You can't. It's ridiculous. And then I saw today too a headline saying that Andy Cohen has officially like completely ended his any relationship with Bethany Franklin. I'm like, good for him. Now get Carol Radswell on the fucking Watch What Happens Live and let's talk. Let's talk. Let's mend these fences. You know, especially with Trump's mugshot. I'm just like justice for Carol. 
you know, we saw her go through it. I'll never forget that episode with her and Dorinda when they go to the women's march. And like I was at that same women's march and what I would have given to have seen Dorinda and Carol at this march, like what I would have given. Um, it would have been iconic, but I, you know, Hannah, not so much. Um, Dorinda's daughter, to be specific. Yeah, it's just really, you know, interesting. Also, it's been really interesting to watch is how all of the Summer House girls are like, they all seem to be friends again. I'm confused. Like, since when? I don't know. I'm trying to understand. And no, I didn't just burp. It was just like the noise like my mouth made, which is a burp. But it wasn't. I just, <laughs> anyway, maybe no one even heard that. And I just sound like a fucking clown. Um, okay. So let's talk Real Houses of Orange County. Guys, this episode was jam fucking packed. Okay. So I'm going to start by, you know, discussing the Shannon and the Heather. Sit down. Because I feel like so much happened in this episode. So Heather is furious at Shannon because she's like, I'm not the one talking about your relationship, sweetie pie. You are. And we're talking about what you are telling us. That doesn't mean you're like talking shit. That just means you're like, wow, we're concerned for our friend because she's disclosing stuff about her relationship that are like, it's questionable, you know, and that's pretty understandable. But so Shannon says, you know, all I've ever talked to you guys about is blended family issues, spending time together, normal relationship stuff. And Heather's like, okay. Um, and Shannon felt that Heather's intentions were not good in discussing her relationship with the other women. And what I loved is when Heather, ice queen to bro, looks at Shannon and goes, you don't seem to remember. Mike, there we go. That's what it is. That right there is something that I think has been so important. Um, It's been like a missing puzzle piece of this whole situation because it's like, I think we're all seeing how Shannon can be and what her, what her relationship with alcohol is. Um, But Heather's the one bringing it up. And then, you know, then we get to the confessionals with all the other women and they're like, she drinks and then calls us and cries about her relationship, but then doesn't remember the next day. And that's the problem. Like she doesn't remember what she tells us. And I'm like, okay, that's a problem. And if you guys go back and watch from her first season, this kind of discussion around Shannon and her drinking has always kind of been there. Um, like her daughter at one point says, yeah, you only have fun because you're drinking. You know, she orders vodka straight and Tamar made that a point with Heather um, in season nine. It just, it's interesting that it's just now really being kind of brought to everyone's attention in a very bigger, clearer way. Um, because Shannon's coming so hard at them and Heather's just like not allowing her to try to manipulate the situation and be a victim. And that is something that I really appreciate Heather for. Um, Heather, you know, when, when Shannon looks at Heather and says, John is a very private person and Heather, 
oh my God, I had chills. She was like, no, he's not. He loves being on the show. And that is part of the problem because that you tell us. So don't say he's a private person. And if you go back and watch old seasons of Housewives with Shannon and David, she did something very similar with David. She would be like, my relationship's really good. Our relationship's fine. Don't talk about it. But it's like, but you're talking about it. You're the one talking about this. You. This is what pisses me off about people in general. It's like if you talk to your friends or your family about a situation, guys, they're going to talk about it. It doesn't always have this like malicious intent behind it where they're like talking shit on you. And if they are, then fuck them and dump them. But most of the time, if you are talking about a situation that's hurting you, upsetting you, something you're going through, and it's been going on for several years as it appears it has been, guys, they're going to talk. They're going to be like comparing notes and like we're concerned and this guy doesn't seem to be a good guy, but on camera, and this adds a whole other layer, right? Is that this is on camera. That's what Emily's upset about. That's what most of the women are upset about is they're like, we bring our shit, good and bad and ugly, to this show. And you're telling me we can't even talk about John? And that's what Emily was saying (laughs) during that chaotic FaceTime is Emily was like, Shane and I argue, but I talk about it on camera. I'm talking about it. I bring it to the show. And... So for John to say that he's a private person, sweetie, you're mic'd up every episode. You've been dating her for years. You go to watch what happens live with her. You don't seem to mind going to BravoCon with her. Yeah, fuck off. I hate John. He is a slimy little rat. He he has such bad vibes about him. Like if you are years into a relationship, years like they are, I think they've been together like years maybe maybe longer truthfully maybe longer than that and you're talking about blended family issues still and your kids are like almost adults and they're in high school I believe his children are adults I think they are I'm just like what's going on that's not there's more to that and remember when she was screaming and she was like our fights paralyze me it's like that's not good, babe. That's what they're saying. And they're just, Shannon has a very hard time being honest with herself because she's just a very deeply insecure person. And that's what makes her so fascinating to watch is because she is kind of this like raw, exposed nerve of a human being (laughs) on TV And like, I think she's terrified because she saw how maybe too honest she was the minute she got on the show for a second. Like when her and David first came on the show, I think she was really, really honest about their issues. And I remember the women almost being a little taken aback by how honest she was being about their relationship struggles because they're like, whoa, like you don't we don't even know you. And like you're sharing this information with us, you know. And then as the seasons went on. Um, You know, her and David didn't just I think people forget, but her and David didn't just divorce after the first season. They stayed together. They'd had a vow renewal. Things I don't think were going that well in the home at that point either. But, you know, they were trying for the sake of their kids. And then the next season after that was really bad because that's when David was like officially checked out. They just 
it was just really, really gnarly and really um, terrible. Um, anyway, so I don't know. I just want Shannon to like take a minute. I want Shannon to go to therapy on her own. Um, and I want her to understand like these women don't hate you. Like they don't have anything, but like they want nothing but good things for you. And I think that that's what I love about this cast is like, there's no one on this cast that I'm like, oh my God, I fucking hate this person. Oh my God. They hate each other. They can't film together. They all seem to be in like a decent enough place. Like where I think they are coming to it. Like we are in this weird shared experience together. I care about you a lot. I want you to be okay. I We will be fighting, but I want you to be okay. And I mean, except for Gina, I think Gina and Shannon, that that um, that whole situation is just, we'll get to it. But anyway, so Heather is just like, fuck this woman. Like, she's just not getting it. She's not hearing what I'm saying. Um, and then, guys, this episode broke the fourth wall like, so many times it was insane Heather or Shannon went screaming out ripping her mic off but this is what Shannon does this is a common theme within Shannon since the beginning she ran up the stairs and said you guys will all see the truth you will all see the fucking truth um then you know the next season hour two she was with Lydia and she like ripped her mic pack off and she was screaming and she was like I am a good person it's like babe like you need to chill you really do. You need to chill. Um, yeah. So then Emily and Shannon um, is, you know, is is that layer is a different relationship because I think they haven't always seen eye to eye. And I think Emily like really, really likes Shannon. And that's the thing is like they all really like her and they just want her to be OK and they know that John and her aren't good for each other. And they like are are frustrated. Um, I did have to laugh when Emily couldn't hang up the phone. And she just kept like doing like screen recording. And then she was like Bluetooth. And then it was like, do not disturb. And she like couldn't figure out how to hang up the phone. It was very funny. I felt that. Um, and I really love Emily, you guys. Like, I love Emily. I mean, w- her talking to the producers, like screaming, being like, she wants to be the victim. And like, I just can't fucking take it anymore. Like, blah, blah, blah. And yelling at them. To- so then, I mean, this episode takes you on such an emotional ride, like roller coaster. Because you got all this shit going on with Heather and Shannon, Gina and Shannon. Or yeah, well, yeah, Gina and Shannon, Emily and Shannon. And then... And then we take a turn into like the Innocence Project. And Emily is doing great work up on like with this Innocence Project. I think it's amazing that she's using her platform. I think it's amazing she's using her law degree to help get innocent people out of prison. I think it's great that we're seeing Terrell again after he was on the season prior. I just think it's really, really great. And it feels genuine. It feels real. It feels like she does know these women. I think it's important that she like shares their stories and really spreads awareness and, um, you know, brings this amazing foundation to the show. I think that's incredible. Um, so it was really funny, the juxtaposition of Emily at this event, you know, meeting Terrell, meeting these women. I mean, one woman was in prison 
for a murder she didn't commit for like 30 years. And the um, governor had to, you know, basically be like, she didn't do this. Let's get her out. I forget the word. Um, it starts with a C. Um, commute. Commute her sentence. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. Commute her sentence. And it was just like really moving. And, you know, Emily's like, wow, like this is such important work. Like this really puts life into perspective. Like this is really. <laughs> and then the editors are so fucking messy. And then it shoots to Shannon being upset that um, her dinner party isn't going the way that she wants. And she's yelling at senior noodles to light candles. Um, so it it was just really hilarious and brilliant editing, I think. Um, because it's just like Shannon is just a fucking mess. Um, and, you know, Emily's not coming to the party. Gina's not coming to the party. Heather's not coming to the party. That party, that party, that party with Senior Noodles. He belongs in jail. I hate him. I hate this man. Guys, he lifted stakes up at one point. He lifted them up in the air and he goes, stakes are high. Get out of here. Go away. And the rap, I can't talk about it. I actually, you know what? I can't even talk about Senior Noodles. I find him so disgusting. Um, it was really upsetting and it was cringe. And it was just nuts. <laughs> the stakes are high as he like lifts them into the air. I'm like, oh, okay, buddy. We all see what you're doing. Like, chill. Um, it was really funny watching Eddie and Tamara show up to this party and then he goes, I really hope there's a lot of people here. I'm like, buddy, there's going to be six of you. No one's coming. Then Jen shows up with Ryan. Jen, my beautiful Jen. I'll get to Jen in a second. But she shows up. And she's like, where is everybody? Wait, no one is coming? And immediately is like, why the fuck am I here? Um, It's just brilliant. It's... Ugh. It was just perfect, you know, because they didn't have to keep that little throwaway comment from Eddie. But they did. But they did. It was obviously not the same, but a little similar to when Megan King Edmonds like walked into the Aries party (laughs) and she was like waving at people. And Jim Edmonds was like, no one is waving at you. No one is even looking at you. Please stop. And it's just like they didn't have to keep that in. But God, I'm glad that they did. And that's kind of how I felt about Eddie in this moment where he was like, wow, I hope there's a lot of people. And it's like literally no one is coming. Um, So good. Literally six people are not attending this this uh, little fiesta. I almost called it a shindig. Excuse me. My God. Sorry. I'm like talking so fast. I'm like running out of oxygen. Um, just so good. So, so good. But let's talk about Jen really quick. Guys, that moment with Jen and her son, Dominic, was one of the most beautiful scenes I think I've ever seen on these shows. It's up there. It's, it was so beautiful. And to see that side of Jen, like knowing, like seeing a different, um, like the mom, side of her, the caring, the nurturing, the sensitive. But not only that, I really, really love that she communicates with Dominic about his adoption. You know, she's it's not a secret. She tells him, you know, this is what your mom looks like. And it's super open and it's loving. And it just she allows him this space and opportunity to talk about 
or ask questions even like just to ask simple questions and I just think that that's really, really beautiful. And I think Jen is a very, very good person. And I think she's so kind hearted. And I think she needs to break up with Ryan and find someone who deserves her. Honestly, I think she's one of the best people we have on these shows. It was just really beautiful and like reminding him that he has this loving family with Mimi and Papa and Oklahoma people and Will and like her his brothers and sisters. But also she leaves that door open to his biological mom, you know, like she doesn't just shut that door and she's not like, we're your family. She's like, no, like, do you want to meet her one day? You can, you know, and then, oh, my God, when she was talking to him, I could cry right now when she was talking to him about his amazing brown skin. I'm going to cry. It was so sweet. It was so sweet because, you know, she's like, I hear him say these things. Like, I wish I had this, you know, Harrison's hair or whatever her other kids' names are, you know, skin. And she's like, no, but you're beautiful. Like, you're so beautiful. You have this amazing brown skin and these beautiful big brown eyes. And like, it was so beautiful. And she was like, your mom looks just like you. And so sweet. I just really fucking love her. And like, I want everyone to leave her the fuck alone. Like, I feel very, very protective of this Jen. Um, Because I think she's, first of all, I think she's a great housewife. I think she's a great person. She's so kind. And just like, I just loved this moment with with her and Dominic. I think it was such a beautiful moment. Um, Wow. It was just like. I'm going to cry. I'm literally tearing up. It was so, so sweet. Um, Okay. I got to get it together. And like, I hate the, like, I talk about these like m- emotional things. And then next up, I'm like $55 million house sold. It's like, how do I even move on from this? You know? But so it was like, and it was a really crazy episode. It was like so many highs and <laughs> lows and like, you know, you were having these moments like where it's beautiful and profound and these women are doing such great work and, Jen's being so kind to her son and like it's just like you see you you see a little more of who she is and then you got Shannon at this fiesta with senior noodles raising steaks rapping she's got a sombrero on I'm just like my god what's going on here what's going on and just seeing Jen and this Ryan idiot at this fucking party I'm like get away from her Literally get the fuck away from my my sweet, sweet Jen. Honestly, I'm like so protective of this woman. If she turns on, if she does something that makes me hate her, I'm going to be really upset because I think she's like an angel. And this man is like breathing down her neck. She's got this beautiful high pony breathing down her neck and just like... I thought I was the only one that fucked other women, Eddie. I'm like, ew, like get away from us. Like I hate him. I hate this man so much. It's just so upsetting. So fucking upsetting. I just hate him. Because I think like also the fact that I love her so much, I'm just like, why are you here? Why are you here? Taylor Armstrong is there. And now I'm not sure if you guys have seen the video going around of, of Lil Miss Taylor. But there's a video going around of her and her husband. She's appearing to leave a restaurant. And I just want to play some of it for you. Okay. 
And this is real. This is her leaving a restaurant. It's giving Taylor's in a suitcase. It's giving Taylor's in a suitcase. She is lit the fuck up. And you guys, I will post the video because it's insane. At one point, she reaches her hand out like she's holding an imaginary orange like they do in the promos and the intros. Her jaw is shaking from left to right. And her husband's just like standing there, just like not taking her away from these paparazzi. Sir, you need to get her away from them. Like Kathy Hilton would never let Kim act like that. Kathy Hilton's always shuffling Kim away when Kim starts acting up. I was, it was upsetting. It was upsetting to come across this, you know, it wasn't, um, wasn't great. So I saw this video. Then I watched this episode of Orange County and I was like, my, my, my. She spends too much time at the deck, you know? She's, she's at the deck too much. Um, Let's talk about Heather, like hard segue. Let's talk about Heather really quick and her rich, rich life. Um, Her household for $55 million. And I love that Terry was like, you know, I wanted to be buried in that house. But for the right price, I'll be buried anywhere. I'm like, amen, Terry. I'm so attracted to Terry. I just have to own that and I have to just be honest with everyone and myself. You know, I want Shannon to be honest with herself. I need to be honest with me. I'm attracted to him. Um, I think he looks very good. And I know people have thoughts about that and I don't want to hear it. Um, They're moving into this penthouse, Roberto Cavalli. I'm kind of obsessed with the fact that they still have two children who are, I believe, under the age of 16. And they're like, we're starting this new life. We're into our new prime. I'm like, (laughs) Okay. What about the other two? Where, like, I just don't understand, like, where they're living. I think this, I believe this penthouse, am I delusional? Did it say only two bedrooms? It can't be, right? It can't. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it's, like, completely decorated and designed by Roberto Cavalli. I'm like, okay. Who cares? I don't know. Guys, maybe because I'm just so poor. Like, I I just don't, um, I can't even, like, imagine that kind of life. So, Maybe that's the problem. But it was cool. It was cute. Um, live, laugh, love that for them. Um, then, you know, at the Fiesta party, Shannon cannot fucking help herself and be like, I helped Gina get out of that DUI. Her kids would have been in CPS cust- like care if it wasn't for me. And I love that Jen was like, am I the only person hearing this? Like, what the actual fuck is going on she's like that's just not something you like say to people at dinner like oh her kids could have been taken away from her it's like pardon me you're the one that drinks every single day and can't fucking remember her call like you calling your friends like maybe let's worry about yourself sweetie god it was so crazy so then jen invites gina over and 
Jen's like, Gina, we got to talk. First of all, I think these kittens are adorable. Um, I was disgusted watching Jen pick up that wet cat food. If you guys don't have a cat, it, like you don't understand. That cat food smells so fucking bad. So when Gina walked in, she was like, are you cooking? Oh, sweetie, what kind of food are you eating at your house? That is wet cat food. That is fancy feast. That's not dinner. You know, it was upsetting. I was like, Gina, sweetie, no. It was adorable. It was cute. I love the kittens. I'm a big, you know, I love me some kitties and puppies. Like anytime, you know, they want to show those on screen, please. More than welcome. But Jen sits her down and is like, listen, this is what's being said. And it's really not okay. And I feel bad for Gina because also like I feel bad that those flashbacks like will live in eternity. Like they're around forever. Like I can go on Peacock right now and watch Gina, you know, go through that, all that struggle again. That was, I think I kind of like blocked out how bad it was because I think those seasons, I just personally like wasn't invested in like anything that was going on because it was just bad. It was like Kelly Dodd and it was like Bronwyn and it was like the end of the Trace Amigas era. Like it was really not a good show. So I kind of like didn't ever process everything Gina went through. And those flashbacks reminded me of everything and that was so devastating and then to see Shannon just so callously be like yeah her kids almost got taken away from her but because of me they didn't and then the flashback with her in the car with Heather and Gina and she brought it up again and Gina's like okay like you have to stop and Shannon's like I love to talk about it it's like okay but like your friend fucking doesn't your friend I've had friends like that where like you go through something in your life and like they like to keep bringing it up because they think it's like funny and it's like, okay, but like the joke's over. Like it's really not that funny anymore. Um, or never was actually, but whatever. Um, I don't know. It was, it was crazy. I felt really bad for her and I'm glad Jen was a friend and like told her what was what. Um, and that, I mean, I can't wait for that sit down with her and Shannon at some point. Um, then we get the sit down with Emily and Shannon and I really, really wish Emily didn't apologize right away. I feel like I feel such like a kinship to Emily, excuse me, to Emily, because I would do the same thing where you just are like you recognize your role in something. So you're like, of course, like I'll apologize. Like, I know I fucked up. I, I did X, Y or Z. But then that kind of has the other person like they don't apologize then. Because they're like, oh, yeah, now I'm the victim because you apologize. So that makes me this victim. And that's where Shannon loves to be. She loves that. She loves that space. And I just I felt annoyed for Emily. Like the the lunch went fine. Oh, my God, guys, there's these really two cute squirrels playing in the tree right outside my window. Really adorable. Um, It was sweet. It was, you know, I'm glad that they they moved on. You guys know how I love about how I feel about, you know, resolution and conflict in housewives. I think they're both equally as important. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where the season's going to go. I think it's going to be incredible. I feel like this is like the best franchise on right now. I, I, I am loving, um, New York, Atlanta. You guys, you guys know, I can't really talk about, um, because it's too devastating. Um, but yeah, so 
I will be back next week, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Ahora Media Production.